0: Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys Podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner, and insurance evangelist for Protect Insurance and Financial Services based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a 6'3 sophomore from Saraland, Alabama, a parade first-team All-American rivals, five-star recruit, he is a fantastic insurance agent, and my friend, ladies and gentlemen, please stand and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? I'm great, Scott. How are you today? I am doing better than I have ever done in my whole entire life. Let me tell everybody something before we get started today. I'm very grateful today. I'm very humbled today. I'm very blessed today. I feel, you know those days you wake up sometimes, Bradley, and you just feel humbled and grateful for, mm-hmm. for the life that you have? Yeah, absolutely. I'm there this morning. Okay. And I'm not emotional, which yeah. is good for you because I know there. when I get emotional, Bradley doesn't know what to do with me.
1: Yeah, that's happened.
0: Guys, very grateful this morning. I had a lot of stories to tell this morning about things that have happened to me in Mobile the last few days, but... You know we've got kind of got a hard stop today, and I want to go ahead and bring our guest on today. But before we do, I just want to tell everybody out there that listens to this podcast how much Bradley and I appreciate that. It means a lot to us. This is our legacy. We will not stop till we get to five thousand episodes. When Bradley goes to work here in a month or two as a pixie dust spreader on a tilt a whirl at the Coleman County Fairgrounds, <laughs> we're still going to do the podcast. Yep. We're still going to do the podcast. So blessed and humbled and honored that all of you guys would listen to it. And we, we love all of you. And if we can ever do anything for you, let us know. But, guys, we've got a great podcast today. Our mission here is to put out information every week for you guys to help you. We don't care what it is, hiring, firing, social media, whatever it may be. We want to put that information out there for you and help you out. Today, guys, we have a very special guest. He comes to us by way of Mr. Ryan Hanley. If anybody in the insurance industry, especially in the independent channel, doesn't know who Ryan Hanley is, I don't know what to tell you to do. But Ryan kind of mentioned this guy to us, and it was somebody that we wanted to bring on the podcast because anytime we find somebody that has an expertise in something that we know can help you guys. And I know today we're going to talk about managing employees, helping them, loving them up, taking people and making sure that that we have the kind of employees and and we treat them the way that they ought to be treated and need to be treated and think out of the box on how we can help them. This guy can do that. He is a graduate of St. Joseph's College. He began his insurance career in 2003. He is the agency principal at Ethos Insurance and Risk Management. And he's concentrated on risk management and life insurance for business owners. He is in Valparaiso, Indiana, and he is married to the beautiful Devin. They have three babies, Banks, Port, and Liam. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to go ahead and be honored to introduce to you the other incomparable Mr. Ben Zimmer. How are you, Ben?
2: I'm doing great today. How are you guys,
0: man? I am fantastic. Just to give everybody some context. We are not in our podcast studio right now. We're in a conference room. And so when I came in, everybody's like, "Look, Scott, you need to be quieter than you normally are." So I'm trying nope. to be quiet. And now Bradley's needs, like, "You need to be louder." I think he needs
1: to be. Li- well, it's he doesn't have that oomph in his voice that he normally has. So right. you just need to go ahead and kick it up a notch and ruin everybody else's day working here. Okay, like well, that. I can, that, guy I can in that. Hey, conference room is
0: screaming. Guys, I can I can flat do that. Now we may <laughs> have some really freaking pissed off workspace people over here, but It's okay, I can show enough to do it. But Ben, how are you doing this morning, brother?
2: man i'm great it's a balmy eight degrees up here in beautiful valparaiso indiana oh my gosh
0: yeah i well, woke up this morning and it was like 55
1: degrees and i was so excited i could put my beanie on so uh,
0: yeah bradley bradley looks like he ought to be working in silicon valley at some kind of like uh, internet startup company like a like a tech company out there right now he looks really cool he i have really- a
1: hoodie shirt on Hey, I have a beanie
0: on. Hey, Ben, before we get started, I want to tell you again. I said it off air. I probably said it on air. Blessed and humbled that you'd be on this podcast today.
2: Hey, man, it's so exciting what you guys are doing. We are grateful. All of our people are grateful what you guys are doing for everyone around the United States that are in this industry. Just keep it up, all right? Don't stop.
0: You well, you and, have no idea what that means to us. It,
1: it, and Ben, you know, when Ryan Hanley singles out an agent and says, this mm-hmm. guy's doing something cool mm-hmm. on the podcast mm-hmm. with us, you know, Scott and I, When we did the second podcast with Ryan Hanley, if you guys would listen to that episode, it's a little bit less like the Insurance Guys podcast and a little bit more like the Joe Rogan podcast because Scott and I had about an hour and a half break between podcasts and my favorite bar slash restaurant in the world is about 300 yards from where we record Callahan's Irish Social Club. And we went and had about two or three beers between podcasts. So we got back and had Ryan Hanley on and just had a jolly time. The only thing I remember from that episode is Ben Zimmer's name because I wrote it down yep. as soon as he said. I'm like, okay, you know, we got to get this guy on the podcast because it's always good to find out about agents who are doing extremely cool things like you're doing and not necessarily
0: publicizing it. So that's kind of what we wanted to do today. Absolutely. Hey Ben, before we get started on this podcast, I want you to do me a favor, okay? I want you to climb in the passenger seat of my DeLorean with me. We're going to go on a little time travel for just a moment. I want you to take our listening audience, the 250,000 insurance agents listening around the world, including our agent in Pakistan that reached out to us not long ago. I want you to get in my DeLorean, and I want you to go back in time, and I want you to tell everybody the story of how Ben got started in the insurance industry, and just take us up to today
2: all right well thank you so in 2002 i was uh, ending college uh, bartending mowing greens at a golf course and just kind of you know getting through getting ready for, to graduate met a manager at farm bureau insurance named john harazi who i always admired just because he was a good golfer athletic dude great attitude always happy and i'm like you know what he's he's a really good person and john came up to me when i was bartending one day and said hey what do you think about getting the insurance business i said. I don't think about getting an insurance business because we had that kind of relationship. And Mm -hmm. he goes, you know what, come check it out. Come, come see our office. You know, let's talk about it some more. And I said, okay. You know, so I I came up to their office in Valparaiso, 22 years old. I I didn't know if I had car insurance or not. I didn't know Mm -hmm. my folks took care of it. So, and I started meeting people and he was talking about the different walks of life that I could meet. And I was like, this is, this is a situation where I can meet the guy in the trailer park, to the executive of a $20 million company. Mm. And that just was so enticing to me because of essentially I come from teachers and I didn't want to be a teacher, but I wanted to educate people. Right. So that it was just a really good fit there. And that's how I got started in, in, in the business and embrace the fact that we're all different and, but everyone needs what we have and in some capacity. And it was just fun connecting with people. And that's a word that I'm going to use a lot. It's it's connecting with people, connecting.
1: So.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So, so talk to us, let's, let's help our 250,000 agents out there. Most of whom, some of whom have some employees, some have one employee, some have 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 employees. Talk to us a little bit. I think your expertise and, and what you're known for is managing employees, thinking outside the box. Tell us a little bit about your that. philosophy. Yeah. Right, exactly. Your philosophy. And, ha- and how that. you got to that point. Okay. So what's interesting is I was
2: considering making the transition from being a, an agent at an independent agency that I spent five years at to being a, a principal. And I was like, I know what I want, what my agency looks like. And I know what the people in this agency feel when they come to work with us, but I don't know how to say it. So mm. I reached out to a guy. I was actually at a coffee shop with one of my clients. They own a pizza place and they're really good at marketing this and they're just a phenomenal group of people. And they, I go, you know, I'm, I need to talk to somebody about figuring out who I am so I can kind of convey this in a business model. And I turn around, and it's like, hey, there's a guy behind you, John Scott. And John Scott is a marketing guy and had experience working in Chicago. And I go, hey, John, I'm Ben. So it, I just turned around in a coffee shop wow. and started talking to this guy.
0: That's a a Scott Howell move. I did that this morning, and it changed my life, but go ahead.
2: So I'm like, okay, let's set up an appointment. So we meet for two coffees, or a coffee one time. We start talking about my vibe and kind of what I want to feel with the employees and what I want my employees to know they're a part of. Mm. And so we did two coffee meetings, and we wrote down a bunch of stuff, and he asked me all these questions. And then I went to his house and actually had a bourbon, and that was a different meeting. That He wrote down (laughs) stuff. And what happened was we opened up, he opened up like a side of me where we, we did all these kind of words that described the kind of people we want working with us and the kind of essentially the kind of vibe we wanted to have in our agency. Mm. And I said, the problem is you can't find a lot of people like this in one town. Right. So that's where everything just shifted to be like, okay, I was a part of Farm Bureau. We took all these trips with people all over the state of Indiana that were essentially rock stars of what we do. They already had experience And I'm like, wait a second, I'm gonna tap into that market of my network and I'm part of the big eye, which I would encourage anybody that's newer to get involved in emerging leaders or young agents or whatever, because you meet some awesome resources like that. So that's kind of where I started to think about how I wanted my environment or our culture here to be. But I said, I knew that you can't just do it and you can't have, there aren't that many super talented experienced insurance representatives that have this attitude. So I realized, I got to go essentially national to find these people, people that make a first impression, people that are understanding when clients have problems and it takes a lot of homework on our end to know if their people are a good fit, but everyone's a part of that because it's not clients first, it's it's our people first. Right. Clients can be replaced. Unfortunately, people can't be. If if they're part of our culture, and they feel they're feeling what we feel. People aren't going to leave. They like what we're what we're doing here.
1: So, well, you put your people first, and your people are going to make sure your clients are taken care of. Don't you agree?
0: Absolutely. So, tell us some of the strategies that you use with your employees and the people that work. Uh, I shouldn't say employees. I should say team members. What 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 strategies do you use in terms of? Let's just start with hiring. What are some of the strategies used in hiring people to make sure that you've got the right fit? You're putting the right people on the bus
2: so everyone that joins our organization because we're newer i ask everyone to say are you willing to make a sacrifice for Mm. something everyone knows you guys know this you made a sacrifice with your time when you put this podcast together Mm. you could be out selling you could be out seeing people you could be doing development with your organization but you understand this is what your life's work is and you understand this is what's going to make you essentially feel like at the end of the
0: day complete yeah legacy it's like it's like it's legacy
2: it's all legacy. And yep. so when, when I meet with people and I say, look, I want you to know that we are going to make some sacrifices together. Mm-hmm. Um, and together, what that's going to create is a level of trust and a level of spirit and flexibility and support that you, you'll never see again in, mm-hmm. in another agency. Mm-hmm. And people are like, okay, that's a pretty big promise. But mm-hmm. um, essentially, how we back it up is every single person gets a chance to talk to and meet every other person
1: mm-hmm.
2: on the phone. We do it. We want everyone to be close and we want everyone to trust each other. I did what was called a very webby Christmas this year. Mm-hmm. So our Christmas is a webinar uh, where we all like, you know, we just did a loom or, a, you know, we just saw each other, had drinks on the computer, you know, together. Uh, but really what ties it together was we are the spirit of our trust and um, is how we hire people
1: mm-hmm. because,
2: I lay it all out there. I'm an emotional person. Mm -hmm. I am a very passionate person. And the most important thing is that you identify that we're here for each other first, and then we'll do a great job supporting our clients because of that.
0: During the hiring process, are you utilizing someone like a Laura Bruno out in California to help you with your behavioral test and things like that to see how these people fit in your culture? Or how How are you doing that? Okay, so here's my true hack. Okay.
1: Yeah, that that's what we like. So hold on. on, That's what we like on this show are hacks.
0: Everybody's everybody stop. Agents from around the world, write this shit down. He is about to spit gold. Get ready. All right. So
2: what's happened is I plucked my wife who is a human resource manager at a hospital who Uh can do handbook review, who's a hiring expert, who's a firing expert, who's an essentially an HR aficionado Mm. okay so i brought her on i showed her the culture and i said teach me how to hire people but keep this at the front of what we're doing Mm. and so she's put together a hiring procedure handbook all that stuff and what ended up happening when we were doing this exercise to create an environment to hire the right people we said well we can do this for our clients too so now we're leading with that
0: Mm.
2: how do you hire rock stars how do you do this the right way Mm -hmm. and the, 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 the truth behind it all is if you're an agency principal and you know someone in human resources or you know someone, it doesn't have to be in our industry at all. Tell them what you want your agency to look like. Tell them what you feel is the most important values and have them help you put together a hiring technique so that you don't have mm-hmm. to recreate the wheel every time you talk to someone.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so so let, let me tell you what I've started doing. I do a couple of things. I I have come to realize, especially in the past year, how important it is to hire great people. I have started, you know, send me your resume. I don't want a cover letter. I don't want a cover letter. I want a one- to two-paragraph email to me, to Scott. And by the way, agents, write this shit down. I want a one- to two-paragraph explanation as to why you want to come to work for our agency. That's the first thing I do. Then we get to know each other over dinner. Through the process, when I if I figure out that this is somebody that I think is 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 somebody that fits well in our organization, I get a, a lady and we're going to have her on the podcast soon. Her name is Laura Bruno out in California. She can do a behavioral dis test along with a sales aptitude test. Now th- those tests aren't cheap; they're you know three four hundred dollars. And people go, oh my gosh, three or four hundred dollars. Well, folks, let me explain something to you. Go on out there today and go hire the wrong person. Hire the wrong person, spend about 30 hours training them up, let them stay there about six months, run half your clients off, pay them ten or twelve thousand dollars and see how that all works out for Mm -hmm. you. Okay. So I'm telling you, best money you've ever spent is letting, you know, letting people like Laura and, and in your case, your wife develop this handbook and and making sure you're hiring great people because it will make or break your organization. The funny thing I have found is when you go to all these big agency offices, the Chris Paradiso's, the Mike Stromso's, the you know, the the Jag Insurance Group out of Miami, when you when you go to these large agency offices, you know what you always see? you see rock stars, Mm -hmm. you see rock stars. And when you go to the one guy shop down in red Bay, Alabama, that's sitting there by himself with one person, you know, you get bitchy snippy snappy. So I'm just telling you, if you're going to, if you're going to have a bigger agency and you're going to grow, you're going to have to hire great people. So tell us some stuff. So, so we've hired, we've hired somebody. We've brought them in. Give us that first week. I love hearing people's first week out of the box what 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 are you doing with them
2: okay so depending upon the position like i you know from a from a csa position mm-hmm. it's a lot of you know obviously phone phone time depending upon if they're in town or if they're remote Mm-hmm. So I do a lot of remote hiring too. So from, from a CSA position, what we'll do is, you know, by this time we'll know kind of what they're versed in their their familiarity with some of the carriers we work with, some tendencies with the comp- kind of folks we like to write, but also I want them to reach out to our existing clients and I want them to introduce themselves to our clients. Love it. That's a big part of what we're doing. And that is, Hey, I'm super fired up to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben, ben says that you, you guys have been in business for 25 years and it's a family business or whatever. Just super fired up to be here. And we can't wait to serve you guys. So that's kind of what we're what we're doing uh, with a new person the first couple of weeks. Also, what we're trying to do is I will throw some situations where it's this is where I've been like log jammed in the past in the process, whether I'm, it's a service issue or a sales issue. And we'll kind of talk through those tough, tough situations with them from a producer standpoint. And we haven't touched on this really. Do you mind if I go into that a little bit? Yeah, Hopefully. go right ahead, please. I think what defines us as a producer from a producer standpoint is I don't want to hire anyone who doesn't want to own an agency.
0: Mm, Okay. If you don't Mm. want to own
2: an agency, I don't want to hire you.
0: He's spitting gold. He's spitting gold right now, people.
2: My plan for anyone that comes and joins us is I want you to blow the doors off. We're going to pay you the highest level of commission on the street, and we're going to give you an option to buy out after five years if you want to. Say that again. I'm going to give you the highest level of commission on the street. And you're gonna, we're gonna give you the option to buy out after five years if you think you can do it better. So that's essentially what I hope to create is a, is a culture that people don't wanna leave. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, if you're gonna get the best, you gotta have, you gotta offer the best mm-hmm. uh, compensation. And essentially, what that's done is it hasn't limited us to the geography of our Northwest Indiana or even the Midwest, because there are so many producers out there working for agencies that really will not have a future, but maybe kind of, Telling themselves, oh, if I just hang on, if I just hang on, well, if, mm-hmm. the, if the conversation's not there mm-hmm. up front or the conversation's not talked about in your reviews about what the next step is for you, mm-hmm. because we, if we're not growing, we're dying. We know right. that in mm-hmm. this basis. So whether that's growing personally professionally… And being supported by your agency principal, or whether that's a designation, or whether that's, hey, in five or six or seven years, I want to be a a, a principal. Right. This this business is only fun if you're growing. Honestly. Right.
1: Wouldn't you rather have somebody awesome for two years than have somebody average for eight?
2: I would love to high five the best people out of here if it's a better opportunity for them. I can't fault them. Right. Cannot fault them. And you know, it's easy for me to say when all my employees are happy right now, but it's it's true. You know, if someone has a better opportunity than what I can offer them, then then do it. Right. But just make sure you're supported. And when you walk in the door every day, you feel the way you feel when you work around the people that I've been so blessed to be
0: around. Absolutely. Because these people are awesome. Absolutely. Ben, you know what I've always said about State Farm? And I know we've got a lot of State Farm agents that listen to this. Maybe <laughs> this will have to be a bleep. No. One thing I've always said about State Farm is this. I was an associate agent with State Farm. I've been a principal agent with Nationwide, and I've always said this. I said, you know, the thing about State Farm is this. It seems like the the, the people that are kind of meant to be a team member with State Farm don't make real good agency owners, and the people that need to be agency owners, you know, that come in that are the rock stars that really need to have their own agency don't don't make very good team members because – that's well, the case but, anywhere man right yeah right because because and it kind of goes to what Ben's saying right now is is like you know I think it's brilliant to only hire people that want to have their own agency one day because well the, the
1: thing is I mean if, if you if you hire somebody I just I just hired a person the other day and before I even talked about the job it's said what's your goals what what what's your why mm-hmm. and you know the person's why wasn't wasn't you know their goal wasn't to own an agency but it was to do something great with their life and I was like, well look if you come in here and you bust your butt and not only will this be a great opportunity for you to use some of the money you make here to go do that, mm-hmm. but i'll be I'll be the one helping you and I'll be the one pushing you out the door to go do that right and and I think that you know if if you're hiring someone who is just they' they're just coming there for a job to get paid, that's not going to be good for anybody, including them. Don't you agree, agree, Ben?
2: Absolutely, and you know there has to be a goal. I have production goals for you know so it 's it's a combination of a production goal and a year that we set together, and essentially, what happens is after that year and that production goal are met, I actually give equity in their book of business to them mm-hmm. to make it easier for them to buy it that's right. awesome. and, there's a, and it has to be that way because I just man have you seen somebody that's been that 's been supported and loved and coached and just given the opportunity. Mm. They're going to outperform every single other person that, that has been given, like, a challenge but no help, you mm-hmm. know. And, and I feel like it's just awesome to see people do this because, I'm sorry, as long as I'm a principal, I will never be an account manager. I will be right. a producer until I die and a coach until I die. Right. I will never – the moment I become an account manager, just kick me out of here because I'm no good at that stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Hey, Ben, say, say that one more time. Uh, when you talked about production goals just a second ago, say that one more time. I want to write that down.
2: So what I do when I hire, when I bring on a producer is Uh we have a goal. It's going to be in five years, an X amount of PNC volume. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you equity in your book of business to buy out.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay.
2: But you have to meet both of those goals. Mm -hmm. And if it takes an extra year and you still want to buy out, that's fine. Right. If you decide after five years, Hey Ben, I want this to look different. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, if you're a rock star, we're going to give you even more opportunity than I'm talking about right now.
0: Right. So, so we have to have those
2: goals those short and those short term goals are yearly we have production goals and, mm-hmm. and it's just so it has to be
0: right. So what do you do and I, I'm, I hate to cut this podcast short we're We're kind of up against a hard deadline here, but I do have one more question. what what do you what do you do and I'm facing this in my office right now, when you have someone that is in more of a what I call CSR type role, they, they sell a little bit, but they also service a lot of business for me. Uh, and they want to go strictly sales, but you don't feel like they have that sales acumen to be super-duper, super duper super successful. And you're kind of faced with, you know, if you move them over there so that they're happy that they're on the sales side, but you, you're about 90% sure they're not gonna, they're not going to make it on that side – but that's where they feel like they need to be to be happy and, and be, you know, the person that they need to be. But, you know, the flip side of that coin is if I do that, I've got to bring someone in to take their place. And so you, you can't go back because now I've hired somebody to do what you're doing now. So what would you do in that particular instance? What would you do in that scenario?
2: What I would look at too is saying, you know, here's I'm straight up with our growth numbers, with our, with our agency, with uh-huh. everyone, in the agency, we've grown this percentage in the uh-huh. last three months, we've done this, this. So what I would do is be an honest conversation that says, Hey, look, we've grown 20%. Uh-huh. If you think you, if you're ready, if you think you're ready, I'm going to give you three month or six month window, whatever that goal is uh-huh. to meet certain production goals. Uh-huh. Now take in mind, you have to justify hiring that other, per, that other service person. And you say, look, I think it's a good time, or I don't think it's a good time for you to make this change within your
1: organization, Mm -hmm. but
2: Mm -hmm. I know this is what you want, and I acknowledge this is what you want. Mm -hmm. It's not deferring them or not pushing them aside in their dreams, because you never want to hold anybody back, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it has to be truly transparent within the agency that it makes total sense for Mm -hmm. everybody. Mm -hmm. It has to be win-win, or else it just doesn't work.
0: Right? You know, I mean, does that answer your question? Yeah, it does, and I agree with that. So, so Ben, I I wish I could spend another three hours with you. I have so many other questions. I'd love to have him back on the podcast sometime. And uh, I'm sorry we have to cut this short, but thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being with us today. It means a lot to Bradley and I that you would both be here. I'm going to go ahead and shut this thing down. Guys, listen, your agency is only going to grow and be as good as the people you hire. You know, Mike Stromso says, don't hire the best available, go hire the best. And I think that whoever you hire, whatever your team, whoever your team members are, what their abilities are, is going to be the deciding factor in how much you grow and how, where that agency ends up growing. Because I can promise you, I've had this conversation with three people this week. You can't do it yourself. You can't do it yourself. You only have so much capacity. So get your ass out behind that desk today. Go out into the big bad world and go sell insurance. Make money for your family. Make money to support your children. Write good business for the agencies that you represent and write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love him. Thanks, buddy. Hey Thanks, guys, Ben. Guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast and we'll be back real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com